Hello and welcome into Main Street Preps this week. This is Russell Venosi back for another episode. Tyler Palmatier will join us by phone to help us break down the final week of high school basketball in Tennessee. We've got a lot to get to. Um, we're going to interview in just a moment Martin Luther King Jr. Magnet School boys basketball coach Caden Anderson. His team picked up a big win over White County in the Class 3A state quarterfinals on Tuesday. Uh, so looking forward to that interview. And then Tyler and I will also run down all kinds of basketball topics. A lot has happened. And it's happening right now. Of course, the girls' tournaments wrapped up last week. Uh, the Mr. and Miss Basketball Awards were handed out on Monday. And now the Boys Division One State Tournament is ongoing down at Murphy Center in Murfreesboro. Before we get to all that, though, I want to remind everybody that this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. All right, let's bring in MLK Magnet Boys Basketball Coach Caden Anderson. He's going to join us by phone now. Caden, how are you doing today? Great. Appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. Caden, on Tuesday, MLK picked up its first state tournament win since 2005, which was also the last time the program appeared at the Murphy Center at the state tournament. Were you guys nervous at all? Because it seems like they came out and, and handled their business. No, not at all, man. We uh, we had talked about it yesterday after the tournament game when the reporters were asking questions about it. You guys kind of came out of nowhere and not 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 much talk about you, but we we've known as a coaching staff. This is a special group the entire year. They've known that they've bought into, you know, our philosophy and what we're trying to teach them. And uh, we talk a lot about being confident and not cocky. And uh, you know, they're very confident. They 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 knew going in that the goal wasn't just to make the state tournament. And I think a lot of high schools kind of feel content when they get there, um, or even content when they just make that sub state game. Uh, but we've had a we've had our mind on one goal, and uh, you know I don't think. I don't think there was really many nerves. I just think we didn't shoot it very well in the first half and didn't make many adjustments at halftime. We just trust the process. Unfortunately, that worked out for us. Yeah. Hey, hey, Caden, this is Tyler. You guys, you guys really got on a roll in that game. And it's a lot of fun making these runs, I'm sure, for you guys. And I wrote about this yesterday, and you and I talked about it. Your your grandfather, Charlie, who you lost to to COVID a couple of years ago in, in 2021 was, I mean, a Nashville basketball legend, uh, is a name that everybody seems to know. Um, and he, he's, he's not here this week, but what, what would, what do you think he would be the most excited about? Maybe, maybe about your game yesterday, the way you played or just about the whole, the whole experience being in Murphy center this week. Mm, you know, I think he would, uh, he would just be excited about how hard our guys are playing. Uh, he, he kept the game so simple when he was coaching high school when he was, you know, even in 1991 when they won the junior college championship. Like, yeah, he had some great players, but he still kept the game so simple there. And he always just – he just preached, right, and taught that you've got to play hard. I'm not going to coach effort. And you've got to play defense. So if, if you're going to be like a day of school and you're not going to play defense, but, yeah, you're capable of scoring 30, you're probably going to score five you're not going to get any playing time. So he would be excited with just how hard, you know, that our guys are playing, I think, that's the best pound the back I get from from fans or you know people who come watch this play. Just man, you guys play so hard, and um, that's awesome because you know it's something that we don't have to coach. Um, and so I, I think he would just be so proud of how hard these these guys are playing, how how well they're playing together. Um, you can tell we don't have the, you know any, any any selfish players. It's not about getting your bucket. It's about getting you know points for the team. Um, so just how how hard we're playing, how selfish we're playing, I think is is 
is what he'd be most proud of, and especially just how we're hanging our hat on our deep defense every night. And every year during March Madness, it seems like star players emerge from some of those less heralded teams, and, and really every team, uh, but but especially from those teams that maybe weren't as in the spotlight. Uh, those players get their get their moment in the sun, if you will. Um, is Simeon Williams that guy from your team? Because he was awesome on Tuesday with twenty four re- points and sixteen rebounds. Sim special, um, yeah, Sim Sim special, and I think you know what what makes him special is is. The person he is off the court, honestly, he, he's just a quiet, uh, hard worker, lead, lead by example. He's a competitor, but but he's um, you know he, he's just quiet. He he goes about his business the right way. So coachable. Um, I mean, see, he's so coachable. We, we 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 go five out, and he's a guard. You, you know, yes sir. We go four out, and we tell him he, he's a five man. Yes sir. I mean, we tell him to trap. He's trapping. We tell him to protect the goal. He's trying to go. So he's really easy to coach. Um, and yeah, he's just he's just a talented kid, man. He's about six four with six seven arms, arms length span or whatever. He he shot the three ball last year at thirty eight percent. He's shooting right at thirty this year, so that's dropped some. But he he can shoot it, he can dribble it, he can obviously jump out of the gym, and he you know he, he just plays hard. So he's he's gonna play at the next level. We don't know where yet. Um, you know we're we're working through that process together, but kid definitely he's de- he's definitely capable of playing college basketball. Uh, I actually just found out this morning. I didn't know this, but he, he was at the gym last night about 9.30 30 with my assistant coach. And that just kind of shows you how locked in he is. I mean, you know, you win this state, uh, state, state tournament, first round game, quarterfinal game, going on the final four. I'm sure most guys are going to go home and chill. And if, if not chill, celebrate. And he, not only is he not chilling or celebrating, he's at the gym putting in the work. And um, we had a, a, a couple more players actually there with him last night. So, and he's a special kid, man, and he's been stepping up the last few weeks, and we're going to have to have that from him for two more games. What what has the what has the experience uh, been like for these players, Caden? I guess I mean uh, how in, maybe how inexperienced did they look back in the summer and November compared to now? Has this has there just been a lot of growth in terms of basketball IQ and uh, fundamentals stuff like that? I, th- I think uh, one of our sophomore guards, Avery Cadden, I think he, he said it best yesterday in, in, in the post-game press conference. They were asking about, um, you know, what, what the coaches are teaching you guys, this and that, you know, um, what what makes you guys peak at the right time. And he mentioned now just as a coaching staff, we, we prioritize you know, what, what we think is important as, as coaches to teach these guys, and we stick with that. Avery just mentioned how every, every day they're hitting with the same stuff, right? Shorten your pass eliminate turnovers, make the easy pass, make the good play, not the pretty play. And, um, and you know, so I, I think that's helped this, this team peak at the right time. Um, and then, yeah, I think just, you know, growing and, and, and developing as individual players, but then also having the same coaching staff intact for the last couple of years with my assistance. Um, you know, last year we, we won district championship, won the region championship. And then we got our butts kicked in substate and we only lost one senior. So again, we, we knew as a team and as a coaching staff that we had a pretty bright um, season in front of us, but we also knew we had a lot of work cut out for us. Um, and yeah, I think they're just, you know, they're peaking at the right time and you get all the credit to the players for buying in because when, when, when they're coachable and they, and then, you know, they listen, they, they don't come back or question what we're asking them to do. It makes our jobs a lot easier. Um, and hopefully it makes their jobs a lot easier as well. Yeah, you mentioned last season sort of the positive momentum that was built there with the district and the region championships. 
Uh, then also the sectional appearance. Um, I was there, I believe, during the district championship when you guys beat Maplewood. Um, or maybe that was the region. It was one of those two. And, I mean, the team was just absolutely thrilled afterwards. It seemed like it was kind of a confidence builder for, for the team to have that success last season. How did that sort of set the stage for, for what's happening now? I think you're right, man. I think, um, you know, I, I think you you play your whole season to to try to reach your full potential and, and get better. Um, but, you know, that's just the way sports work. You kind of remember who won the championships. You don't remember who had the best regular season or who had the most talented team. Um, so that was the first this championship we had won since 19. And, and just the way we even won that game against Maplewood, we were down double digits with, with just a few minutes left and ended up coming back and beating them. And I, I think that win kind of sh- – you know, prove to our guys, not that they didn't believe beforehand, but at that point they realized like, all right, hey, you know, we can, we can win some championships. And then we went on to win the region. Um, and then again, Jackson Southside came in here and stomped us. And we had, we, we you know, we were starting two freshmen and a, and a sophomore and, and a junior and a senior. And, and they, they were starting five seniors. So we were, you know, quite honestly, we were just outmatched and uh, we gave a, you know, we gave a fight, but we were just outmatched last year. So I, yeah, I think, I think that success certainly, um, gave, gave us a jolt of confidence, uh, and then again going in, 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 into this year, just to be quite honest with you, and I was telling my assistants this after the game, n- nobody wants to lose, but that district championship loss to Hillwood, I know for me as a coach was the best thing that happened for us because it kind of woke me up um, to get back to you know the basics. I think we almost to an extent over prepared them, over scouted, over emphasized this or that, and we just got back to playing team defense, playing team basketball. Um, so that might have been the best thing for us this year was losing that district championship game just to kind of, again, jolt us going in the right direction. Going back to something you said earlier, Caden, uh, how hard you guys play, I, that is 100% right. I think looking back, that is probably the thing that stuck out about you guys the most. And I think it's because I was so impressed with the rebounding advantage you had yesterday, 48-18. to 18. That is massive. Uh, are you guys – is that your reputation? I mean, have you been wiping teams out on the glass all year? Simeon Williams helps. Um, but, yeah, we have, you know, something that, that, that we've instilled in this team. You know, there's some years I've coached where we shoot the ball and either based on our athleticism or the opponent's scouting report, you know, we'll, we'll shoot a three and we'll send three guys back. Well, we're to the point this year where when we shoot the ball, we're sending everybody to the glass except the shooter. Um, I think we're athletic enough. I think we're, we're, we're playing hard enough where if we, you know, if, if, if that's hurting us or if they're getting some long rebounds, we're quick enough to still get back and not give up anything easy in, in, in transition. Um, but yeah, man, just the, the effort thing, I think it starts with us as coaches, just let, letting them know, you know, at, at, at all points in the season, you know, when, when our season ends this year, we'll get going again in April, May and summer off season. Like we're not going to coach effort. I and mean, we got a couple guys, we're on this team who could be helping us and they're not even, you know, seeing the floor. Um, we're not going to coach effort. We'll, we'll try to inspire you. We'll try to encourage you and motivate you and, and do our best. But at the end of the day, like if you don't want it, then, then why are we going to go out of our way to make you want it? So I think the guys know that, right? We've got eight guys who are getting playing time right now. And if anybody's lacking effort, it's, it's, it's a quick sub. Um, and so, you know, I just, I think effort and, and rebounding does kind of go hand in hand, right? Because it's easy to just, watch your teammates shoot the ball and everybody just kind of stand there. You know, it's easy to be on defense and when they shoot the ball, just stand there. So it, it takes effort to rebound. And it's something you just kind of got to buy into, which fortunately I think that they have. 
So next up is Fulton High School from Knoxville in the semifinals on Thursday afternoon. Caden, from what you've seen so far, what do you make of that matchup? And uh, kind of a two-part question here. What does today's quote-unquote off day look like for you guys as, as you're preparing for that game? Uh, no off days, man. We're got my coaches with me right here, and we got practice. Um, we got practice at, at twelve, so most of the guys are right here getting some shots up. So we'll practice for a couple hours, um, watching film. You know, Fulton, man, they're, it's it's going to be a dogfight. Um, they're a basketball team. They're uh, they've got a great program. Coach has been there for a while, and he, he's a legend in the east part of town. And it, it's it's going to be an absolute dogfight. Um, we've got to just, you know, I think the best thing we've got going for us is. As coaches and I have been talking and discussing the game plan and you know what we're doing today, we're not going to do much, man. We're gonna keep being up. We're going to play the game. We're going to defend. Uh, we're going to ball, take shots. Um, you know, we don't have to change what we're doing. And it's kind of what we're going to add on. Win or lose, we're going to go down to our game. Um, but they're a team. They've got a athlete. They've got a boy that's guard this poor food. Um, but you know, again, a lot of teams that that, that that we play, I don't think they they see defense like 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 we play. So hopefully that'll you know hinder them or kind of get them out of their comfort zone, speed them up a little bit. And then again, like you mentioned, we've got to continue on the boards. And if we do that, I think we'll have a good shot. Last thing, Caden, and then we'll we'll let you get on your way. But uh, talked to your dad, Chuck, yesterday. Uh, he said, I don't know if he's joking, but he said you were the one that, that forced him up. To, to drive he and your mom from Florida so that he could keep your guys' postseason book. Is, is that true? Or and uh, what's it been like having him over there? Yeah, man, dad, he's um yeah, dad dad's not as help, help, helpful as granddad was. I'm not sure why. He he's got that kind of personality <laughs> of just hey, I'll I'll cheer you on. I'll watch it on NFHS, but I'm living on you know, I'm at the beach. Dad's like a big like one year old. Um so uh, yeah, I had to, man. I had to, you know, Come on, man. You got to come up for this. You know, I need your help. But I've got to pry help out of him. I got to add, you know, make him come out. I can watch film with me. Um, granddad was a little more helpful. I'm not sure why. Uh, but dad's still helpful. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's always giving me feedback. He's, he's hard on me, just, just just like granddad was. And, you know, turns it, man, your team's still doing this. You better fix that. You better fix that. You know, but he, he's also great at just reminding me to keep things simple, right? You keep the, you keep the game simple. He doesn't overcomplicate things. Um, and he just tries to always remind me to do do the same. Yeah, the beach will be there in April, May, June, and so on. But but March basketball only lasts so long. So I'm glad your dad was able to make make the trip and uh, and be here for this. Hey, not a doubt about it. And he's so I mean he, he's such a beach guy. He he had my wife. She's happy for us. But even when we won Substate and we won, she'd already told me if, if we lost Tuesday, we're going to the beach today. And so I think she's a little torn too. I think they're both ready to go to the beach. So they're kind of in that predicament of, yeah, we got to cheer for the MLK. We also want to get to the beach. And I'm just like, come on, it's like 50 degrees in the, at the beach right now. Just hold off. The beach can wait. <laughs> That's right. Well, well, Caden, we appreciate all your time today in between games here this week. And um, good luck on Thursday as you guys take on Fulton. We'll, we're looking forward to seeing how that one shakes out. All right, guys. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Caden. That has been MLK Magnet Boys basketball coach Caden Anderson. We are going to take a break now and then come back with some basketball talk. So stick around. It was just a 
drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It was just a few cocktails at happy hour. <laughs> you really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I need you to hang out, okay? As I mentioned at the top of the show, basketball season finally coming to a close here uh, with a bang. A lot of national area teams still in the running on the boys' side. But Tyler, it was a, a busy week over the really over the past week or so. I mean, it's just been busy for several weeks, actually. But uh, the girls' state championships were handed out in Division One, uh, And then the Mr. and Miss Basketball Awards were also given out on Monday. You were at both of those girls' state tournament finals that involved mid-state teams on Saturday. That's Livingston Academy in 3A and Wayne County in Class 1A, but both fell short. Uh, and otherwise, a pretty a pretty quiet week for the national area teams. Yeah, you kind of wonder uh, where were the national area teams. First of all, uh, you know they're just. Of course, you had Green Hill in there, and I'm not trying to limit the teams that are still kind of in Middle Tennessee that were there. Uh, more just. The, the immediate national area just did not have a, a whole lot of representation. So you wonder what what kind of talents on the, or youth are on those teams. Are they, will next year be the same? I don't know. Those are just – you kind of wonder. It just seemed a little empty. It wasn't a whole lot of national fla- flavor there. But, um, yeah, we were keeping tabs on during the championship on Livingston Academy and, and Wayne County, obviously. They, uh, those teams were not able to, to win titles, but – uh, I was really impressed with Livingston Academy with Ellie Butler. You know, that was a really tough that was a tough uh, matchup there for them. But I, I thought she, the way she drove the ball and um, stayed aggressive there early, I thought that game could have gotten kind of that, – that one maybe could have gotten rougher than it, um, than it was. And then, uh, you know, with, with Wayne County, um, with Blair Boggess, you know, she was uh, looked every bit deserving of – of the Miss Basketball Award she took home this week. So, uh, and of course, Wayne County in, in the season with just one loss. I mean, I, it's to me, that's such a cool thing, a basketball team getting it to the end of the year and having a chance to go unbeaten. That's so hard to do. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it was not, there was not a ton of action for us in the Nashville area last week, but certainly still some good stories out there. Uh, yeah, Livingston and, and Wayne County, both their coaches are, grads of those schools who kind of brought the program out of out of lulls, the respective lulls they were in. So those are kind of the classic storylines that you love to see at a state tournament. Yeah, yeah, you've got to love – when you've got roots planted, there's there's kind of a different level of care that goes into that, um, whether people want to admit it or not. It's just, it's just different when it's your hometown school. So good for them for getting there. And, um, you know, both those teams have some some young players coming back too. So it'll be interesting to see if they can – uh, maybe try to get back there and, and win it next year. Um, but as far as the Mr. and Miss Basketball Awards, Tyler, you were also there for for that on Monday. 
Um, that was actually a pretty good haul for the Nashville area. And you had East Nashville's Jalen Jones and Lebanon's Jared Hall as first-time winners for their school, for their schools. Uh, Isaiah West was right there with them, too, capping off his memorable career with a Miss, Mr. Basketball Award in Division II single A. And those three, those three guys, Jones, West, and Hall, really have been – uh, you know, the big names of this class from the Nashville area. So um, good to see all three of them kind of make the most of their senior years and uh, close it out with awards. And then on the girls' side, you also had uh, Angelica Velez from Webb School uh, take the Division II single-A girls uh, award. And then Jelani Cambridge, of course, in Division II double-A. That was her third straight uh, award in a row. So she has a chance for a four-peat next year as a senior. And then Blair Boggess from Wayne County, also in Class 1A. So uh, she was part of that runner-up Wayne County team. Tyler, what were some takeaways you had from, from that ceremony and how those awards kind of shook out? Um, yeah, I, I thought maybe the the, the biggest, uh, most obvious pick of the whole night was Jelani Cambridge from Innsworth. She's going to win everything Yeah, here in the next couple of years. Um, also brought home the Gatorade award and, and girls basketball will definitely have a chance to, to maybe even be that national player of the year. She's a top ranked recruit in, in 2024, obviously. Uh, so that wasn't a big surprise. I thought it was really cool about Jared Hall and Jalen Jones being the guys to win it for East and Lebanon, the guys who've, who's been at those schools and definitely could have gone just almost anywhere, any other prep school in the area that they wanted. Uh, that was kind of a connection I made in my story. So I thought that was that was neat for them in those communities. Uh, and you mentioned all the three guys that won it with Isaiah West. That'd be a really good uh, starting three. Uh, add a couple more guys to that starting five, and you've got a you've got a darn good team. I was I was I fell for Eddie Rich the third because I think he's a deserving award winner. I think some of these awards, somebody's got to win them. But I don't think that necessarily means that the other guy or girl didn't deserve it. I mean, and a great example here is let's look at Ty Tyler Tanner, a lot of from Brentwood Academy. He was up for the Mr. Basketball or in D2 double A um, doesn't win it. And uh, Lucas Walls wins the team that they beat in the, in the finals. Of course, that doesn't matter. It's, just, it's not a postseason award, but point being Tanner doesn't win. People are kind of upset about that. But today Tanner is named the Gatorade Tennessee boys basketball player of the year. So, Sometimes this, the actual award I don't think means as much as, as what people think. So I'm just saying I think Eddie Ricks is, is as deserving as anybody. And had he won, I, I don't. I think you could have made a, a case for him for sure. So uh, yeah, it was it was cool to see so much of Nashville represented. That was def, definitely some Nashville flair in the Murphy in Murphy Center on Monday. Well, hey, you make a great point too about the prep schools, and that that was in your story about Jalen Jones and Jared Hall, but. For the national area to keep Jones, Hall, West, and Ricks all here for their senior years is kind of an accomplishment within itself because in previous seasons, especially recently, we've hemorrhaged some of the best basketball talent to prep schools in other areas. Um, you know, Braden Moore transferred out to uh, California from CPA. Sky Clark, um, you know, transferred to, I believe, Montverde in Florida. And, and that's really just continued a trend that's been going for the last – really couple decades is a lot of the best senior and junior basketball players go off to prep schools. Oak Hill is another one that's um, had a number of national area guys go, go through there up in Virginia. So um, 
yeah, great for us that we got to witness kind of this this high level of talent here, and all these guys stuck around, and hopefully all the juniors, uh, you know, on the girls on the girls side and the boys side stick around too, just kind of selfishly because uh, it's great to see that that local talent here. Um, Tyler, we let's wrap, wrap it up here with some some boys uh, division one tournament discussion that's ongoing right now as we as we record. Um, we we of course talked about MLK with uh, Caden at pretty great length, but. Hillsboro also got a big win yesterday. Yeah, Hillsboro, uh, if your county kind of looked like it was in over 10 a little bit, I think that was a team that kind of squeaked into the, to the field and maybe one that people would say shouldn't, uh, didn't expect to get here or what, you know, whatever. A team that played it over its head and made it. But then just ran into a team that I think is, was, uh, it's pretty seasoned, even though it hadn't been to the state tournament. Um, in a while, none of those players for Hillsborough have been. Uh, so it was it was cool to see them uh, Hillsborough get to this tournament, win, and um, move on. Especially after a tough two years, you know that, that had a great they had a great team in 2020, and of course the, the tournament doesn't get played, and then the next couple of years are kind of all messed up just with the, the developmental part of what Metro went through playing just seven basketball games in 2020. Uh, one, 2021, um, get my ears mixed up. So it was really neat to see them win. Um, Arnold Anderson, they're kind of their third scorer led them in, in points. Uh, so I, you know, you got to think they're going to need a big performance against Memphis Overton. Um, that's, that's a pretty good team, but you, you've got to wonder if they, if Hillsborough can get something from all three of its, you know, top three scores, you Trey Johnson, Cortez Graham, and, and Anderson. Uh, I think that's a team that's good enough to advance. And then on Thursday, we've got Pearl Cone and – well, hold on. Before I get to that, I want to mention quickly here a final score from the Independence-Blackman game. Independence uh, pretty much rolled in that one, 66-34. to 34. Um, The Blaze finished their season at 21-12. and 12. Jet Montgomery with 24 points, Tylen Lewis with 12, and Matt, Matthew Witt with 11 for Independence. So Independence is moving on one step closer to a potential Hillsborough independence championship game there in class four a, but of course both teams are going to have to get through great opponents in the semifinals to get there. Uh, but lastly, Tyler Thursday, of course, MLK will play its semifinal game, but you've also got Pearl Cone and Fairview playing in the quarterfinals. And if they both win, they could meet up in the semifinals uh, on Friday. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, your thought there. Uh, Pearl Cone, if you're the, if you're a transitive property person, uh, by beating East Nashville, the defending champion and kind of the favorite, yeah, maybe Pearl Cone's the favorite. I don't know. That's for, I, I don't necessarily believe that, but um, you know somebody could make that case. So you got one team that is kind of title driven, and uh, you know, Fairview hasn't. Is it, that's a program that has never been. Um, I was talking to uh, to our colleague uh, Chip Cirillo last night about that and um it's been 66 years since the school is open and hasn't been to a state tournament the girls haven't been either so you got to think fairview is going to bring one of those classic huge crowds to murphy center uh that's just going to kind of invade the whole place uh that's a really neat thing for uh, for the yellow jackets and especially uh coach trey mccoy who went to fairview um so that's a really neat story too i, I think we're going to see a lot of fairview vans this week uh, oh, that school, you know, that hasn't always been Fairview either. I mean, it it was it opened a long time ago, but it it started as Williamson West, I think, is what Chip told me. He was kind of educating me on it last night. 
So it's fun to think back at teams that have never been and just think, you know, how long has it been around? I mean, just, they haven't had anything to celebrate in a long time. A lot, I, all these other teams, I think we're talking about the exception of maybe Independence, who's, which has been – Russell, has Independence been in the state tournament once? I can't remember. I feel like yes, they have. yes, they've been once outside of this one. one. Time. Yeah, so in a newish school. So really, Fairview is kind of the only team that I think we have this week that's just busted a long drought. So that, that always interests me. I think that's fun. And they show up at the gym with a different energy. So that'll – That'll be cool to see uh, for sure. And then, yeah, we've got a lot going on here from moving forward. You know, uh, of course, we we're going to have independence or Blackman anyways, but all of a sudden, a lot of, lot of national stuff going on up in Murfreesboro for the next couple of days. Yeah, you love to see it. Unfortunately, Davidson County and Williamson County are on spring break, but hopefully as the week goes on and if, if these teams keep advancing, some people are able to come back from their trips early or, or make some alternative plans because uh, – like Caden was saying, the pull of the beach is pretty strong, apparently for some. But um, you got to think with Fairview and uh, MLK, Pearl Cone, Hillsboro, Independence, if all these teams keep winning, that fans are going to want to be there to see their teams uh, play on the biggest stage. So anyways, we will have full coverage of all of these teams on MainStreetPreps.com throughout the week. So be sure to stay tuned to that. And uh, before we get out of here, I want to remind everybody, this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. For Tyler Palmatier, I'm Russell Venosi. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time on Main Street Preps this week.